You are listening to The Secrets of Disney on sqpn.com, the StarQuest production network, leading the way. This episode is brought to you by Bluehost. Create your own website or blog with a .com domain name for just $6.95 per month. Go to sqpn.com and click on the Bluehost banner for more information. And by the Amazon Store. Shop at Amazon by clicking on our Amazon link at sqpn.com and your purchase will help support our show. Ladies and gentlemen. What's there, Mama? 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. How do you do? How do you do what? Show me the smile. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Very nice. You can sit by me. Everything's so wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, get up. Come on, get up. Where are we going? Up to Neverland. You must kiss me. Excuse me? Please, princess. One kiss. Unless you beg for more. Hello and welcome back to part two of our episode about Snow White here on The Secrets of Disney. This wasn't my favorite Disney movie. In fact, I hadn't seen it for a good 10 years and I hadn't planned on buying it on DVD. It's just, (laughs) it's not my, it's not my favorite. I just got to say that. Well, and I that's think it's because, because our, it's boring to me. Well, our sens- sensibilities have changed so much, and we we are so used to a certain pace in movies. And and this movie is for again for a modern audience, it's it's pretty slow. Although you know, I I was looking for my DVD uh, for hours, and then I realized that I had actually uh, I, I I I gave it to my nephews and um, never got it back. They can watch these Disney movies over and over and over again. They will just sit through Snow White two times a day. You know, no problem for them. So it's I don't know. It's it's it, although I think that originally, uh, but this is just a question that I have. I don't think that this movie was was geared towards kids. At the time, no. kids just didn't go to the movie theater. This was a, a movie geared towards adults, right? Well, actually, I I. Don't know if if Walt's intention was for kids necessarily. I um, I know that his wife was gonna was saying how, you know, I don't think kids are gonna be interested in this. I don't huh. think you're gonna be very successful with this. So um, maybe he was intending it for adult audiences. Could be. Inter- anyway, it works great for kids and and even parents. And I think that there's also this nostalgia that just grows because we've all seen these movies when we were kids and so for me it's a joy to re-watch the movie with you know my nephews because it's you kind of look at the movie through their eyes and you kind of rediscover it it's like visiting disney world with kids it's, it's mm-hmm. unbelievable i mean it's uh you, you you get just as excited as they are because it's you know you, you just imagine how what what a discovery that must be for them what an adventure right so um, let's see. So the visual, the, the music songs, that was uh, very trendsetting. The visual style, too, I think. Uh, one thing that struck me when I rewatched Snow White was how much of a difference there is between the, let's say, the serious characters, the human characters, and the, the fantasy characters. The, 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 the prince, the Snow White... The uh, Huntsman, they are all extremely realistic, even a bit boring. You're like, eh, it's too realistic. <laughs> Their movements is like that prince has, it's so cookie cutter. 
at least yeah. from, to, to my sens- sensibility right now. The queen is already kind of transitional. She she is a bit of a caricature. She's so evil and her her gestures are so over the top that it becomes more of a, a character you could see in a play on, on stage. And then you've got the animals and the dwarves that are just caricatures with huge noses and everything is exaggerated about about them. Um, and, and that, of course, is to to uh, stress their comic nature, their comic relief for, for, for uh, at least uh, the, the, uh, some of the dwarves are and, and the animals are. So um, you see this uh, balance between realism and caricature in, in almost all the other Disney movies. Although lately... Even the human characters have become more and more stylized. If you look at the, you know, the the one of the recent movies, the the one, um, what's the? It's called Rapunzel in Europe, and I think it's called Tang. Is it Tangle or Tangled in in Tangled the United States? Tangled in the United States. Yeah. I mean, of course, that is not a traditionally, you know, handmade, d- d- drawn. Uh, uh, Actually, cartoon. it is. No, I thought it was 3D. Wait, it's oh, computer, wait. computer oh. animation. Oh, no, it's the okay, other one. I'm it's thinking, the frog. I'm the confusing the, it with yeah. the frog and the, the prince. The, 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 the princes the and the frog. That. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Um, yeah, but that was actually, they had stopped doing hand-drawn animation in the 90s, and then they picked it back up again um, just recently. But in in, uh, in Entangled, uh, or Tangled, and, or slash Rapunzel, um, even the main characters, the human characters, are caricatures i mean they, they have got exaggerated features etc but in the beginning it, it it and i think this had to do with the technology that they were using they were just rotoscoping basically uh real actors and of course they couldn't find real dwarfs to uh, rotoscope otherwise the dwarfs <laughs> would have looked a lot more boring yeah <laughs> let's uh, let's take a short break here in uh in in the middle of our discussion about snow white and uh let's let's play a recording that we made um when was that two years ago no it was in april of 2009 holy moly that's yeah, yeah that's, no. that's i guess you're right it time. is about a year and a half ago <laughs> <laughs> a year and a half ago uh we with a group of people we visited um uh, and I have to be careful to say this uh, correctly, Disneyland Paris. So that's the European version of, of Disneyland that they opened, I don't know how many years ago, 15 years ago? It was 15 years ago. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And uh, at the time when it was open, it was called Euro Disney, which, of course, the French didn't like at all. Disney Paris, it should have the name Paris in it. You know, and so I think they, they went to through various iterations, and now it is officially called Disneyland Paris. Anyway, we uh, we went on a lot of the rides, and I was already playing with, toying with this idea of, you know, we might do a show about Disney movies, and so couldn't it be, wouldn't it be nice to just have, like, short audio recordings of, of, the, of the actual rides dedicated to all these movies? And so I, I made the following recording of the, uh, the official Snow White ride. We are about to enter the castle of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And uh, again, one of the all-time favorite Disney stories. This is another ride and uh, people are waiting in line here in this, in this hall of the castle. This must be behind these bars, the room of the evil... Ah, uh, she's French too. 
this this evil lady who wants to be the fairest of them all and is uh, very jealous of Snow White and plots on killing her. And actually, talking about Snow White, one of these kids is actually completely dressed up as Snow White with what probably must be another very expensive dress that you can buy here. But of course, for the kid, it's, uh, it's unforgettable to be Snow White inside Disneyland. And um, behind these uh, pillars, you can see a, a huge uh, drawing, painting of uh, Snow White surrounded by the dwarves. There is the evil witch on her left and uh, the courageous prince on her right. And so uh, I guess you all know the story. I mean, uh, the, the queen or whatever she is, is jealous of Snow White, wants to kill her um, and uh, sends her off into the woods with a woodsman with the specific order that um, I think her head has to be chopped off or something like that. Bring back the heart, I think. He had to bring back her heart. Her, her heart? Wow, that's not really children's material but anyway it's a scary ride for children actually it's a scary ride for children why because there's a a very scary scene at the end where the wicked queen tries to kill snow white so ew yeah so they think it's all cool with princesses and princes but they're in for a surprise the the train cars are named after the seven dwarves they just had I think grumpy and there's bashful oh cool oh yeah every every train That's a different name. Again, this is just so well designed. Um, everything is in style. Even the pillars have little squirrels <laughs> that carry the roof. And so uh, the woodsman doesn't want to kill Snow White and instead tells her to run away. Which she does, and that's when she discovers these seven dwarves. Um, and they were working in the diamond mines, wasn't it? Yeah. And so uh, these seven dwarves are just millionaires without knowing it. <laughs> and uh, Snow White becomes almost like uh, the the au pair of uh, of the dwarves. Like housekeeper. Yeah, the housekeeper until uh, the evil queen looks into her mirror and asks her magical mirror if she is now finally the fairest of them all. And that's when she discovers that Snow White is alive. And she makes another plan to get rid of Snow White. And this time she disguises herself as an evil witch. She makes a, a cauldron of poison in which she dips the famous apple might be actually uh, referring to the forbidden fruit in the garden of, uh, of, of the first creation with uh, Adam and Eve, I don't know. But anyway, it's this apple and um, she dips it, dips it into the poison, knocks on Snow White's cottage and Snow White, being this very, very friendly, trusting, naive girl, takes a bite and that's when the apple gets stuck. And it seems like she's dead and so the dwarves are very very sad they put her in this uh, this glass coffin and um, everything seems to be lost she seems to be gone the story seems to be over but a prince comes along kisses her 
and that's when the piece of apple that was stuck in her throat gets unstuck. We're now going into the cart, this little train here, sitting down in the middle. And, um, and she wakes up and she's alive again. Might be another reference to, it's kind of a resurrection story. So let's see, we're entering a door. Um, we're in the house actually of the, of the seven dwarfs. It's all very cozy with birds. That's Snow White climbing up the stairs with, followed by uh, animals. Here are the seven dwarfs playing music with that organ. We're now in the woods. Oh, that's the evil queen and she's standing there. It's all dark, we're in the woods, fire, fireflies flying around. You see the, the cave where the dwarves are harvesting the, the precious stones. This little cart filled with diamonds. It's very dark and scary. A door opens and oh, we're in the castle of the evil queen. She's looking at the mirror. Ah, oh, she's turning towards us and she turned into this witch. Here's a skeleton and another skeleton. This is scary for kids. We're in the dungeons. Oh, the skeleton is actually flying towards us. And here, the evil witch is preparing her, her, her potion. And here she walks around with her apple, the poisoned apple. The trees are actually alive and they're looking at us and threatening us. It's very dark here. All the trees are evil. And there is the witch again. And she has the apple in her hands. The dwarves are in danger too and they see the evil witch on top of the mountain. Another door is opening and we see the castle in the distance and this is the end. Snow White is alive. She's sitting on a white horse. The prince is walking next to her and the dwarves that were fighting this evil witch they're carrying flowers and they're all smiling because Snow White is no longer dead, she is alive. And they live long, happily ever after. Ooh, that was pretty scary. I know, <laughs> it was scary. The, the haunted forest and the witch, and it's very scary, and the skeletons. Wow. So, Did you um, see the one skeleton that was coming, like reaching out from the bottom and, of the, and the dungeons? Trees. I just saw the one flying at me. Oh, okay. <laughs> The trees, the trees were pretty, pretty scary. Oh, yeah. Because they had these claws that were reaching for you and mouths. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And the happy ending was like this two second happy That's ending. It's like, okay, creepy, 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 scary, scary, scary. And then happy they, ending. They took away <laughs> in Florida, they actually have her in her. In her deathbed, I guess. Yeah, I missed say. that. I missed the coffin. And they took it out. Yeah. It must have been too traumatic for children to see somebody see a, dead. A dead and, yeah. princess. Oh my gosh, they must have been getting lawsuits or something yeah, like so that. They made it a little my happier. kid was traumatized. She was walking around in this dress that she bought for 500 euro. And Actually, then she a lot gets of to kids die. You come off this ride crying. So they so they tried to uh, make it a little friendly, friendlier. Although I was a little freaked out. That's yeah. kind of scary. And it was pitch dark. I mean, this was just as dark as the Peter Pan ride, but this time it had really like haunted house type oh, yeah. of, of scare effect. Fortunately, it's really short, so, uh, you know, 
it's only a two, three minute trauma, not enough to mess up your whole life, but it could mess up the rest of your visit. <laughs> She had her cauldron, there's a spider there. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. That's my biggest fear. There was a lot. The witch was everywhere. Yeah. And the, the moment that she turns away from the magical mirror and turns oh, towards you, now? that oh. was pretty freaky too. It's like you see the reflection of the of the witch, of the of the queen, and then she turns around and she, she's turned into this very evil witch and you don't expect it. And we're back. Well, that was fun. <laughs> we'll do that again. And um, of course, uh, if I, I didn't get to record everything, of course, uh, Disneyland Paris is, is pretty small compared to uh, to your Disney World. So we might, uh, in the future, send you on a on a tour of of Disney World to record some stuff related to uh, to some of the movies, if you don't mind, of course. Of course, I don't mind. <laughs> any, any excuse to come exactly. on those rides yeah. is a good one. Well, at the uh, in the final part of our show, let's talk a bit about the symbolism in the story. And this is actually, I think we're 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 getting to the core of what this series of Disney is about. We called it the Secrets of Disney because not only do we want to talk about how these movies were made and how influential they were and technology, blah, blah, blah. But we also want to talk about the, the, the layers of the story. What are, you know, what, this, what does this story tell us? Why are we so excited about this story? It's not just entertainment, especially fairy tales often carry deeper messages. Um, you know, it's, often these are moral tales. There are all sorts of elements mythological elements, religious themes, uh, historical legends that are woven into the fabric of the story that you might not be aware of if you just, you know, watch this movie from a super, you know, on a superficial way just to be entertained. And so uh, we always want to spend some time talking about the, let's say, the, the, the secret layers, the, the, the deeper meaning of these movies. And then, of course, Snow White is a very good movie to talk about the symbolism. As you said earlier, Deb, the main thrust of the story, the, the, the central theme is this quest for true love, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yes. It's the prince, the, the savior that embodies this true love that we're all longing for. And, yeah. uh, and of course, uh, definitely Snow White. Because Snow White, and this too, is a, is a very common theme in, not just in fairy tales, but in a lot of, of stories that we, that we know and love. Um, she is, she's kind of, um, she has a secret identity. Um, <laughs> well, in a way she does. I mean, we, the first time we see her, she is cleaning the palace She's she's wearing you know ragged clothes and there's nothing glorious about her, um, and it turns out we discover that she is actually her you know the the queen is jealous of her because she's of royal descent right yes yeah she's, she's the she's, princess she's a princess they, but mm-hmm. she's so beautiful that the 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 evil queen and is, that that is usually not her true mother it's the stepmother it's the so stepmother her in the original fairy tale snow white's mother died uh shortly after birth right so yeah. which too i think is, is something you often see in stories that the real mother is not there and then there is a stepmother or step parents that take over the role and 
they're not always very benign. Um, and, and so she, we, she's introduced almost as a slave in the beginning of the story. And it's only uh, at the end of the, of, the, of the fairy tale that we discover her, her true identity, her, her true value. And she is a princess. She marries a prince. And, you know. So uh, just to give you a, a parallel story, think of the story of Moses. By the way, also a, a featured animation movie in case you don't want to mess with the Bible story. <laughs> we all remember <laughs> the Prince of Egypt, which I think was a brilliant illustration of the strength of this story. I mean, we're talking about the story that is centuries old and it still works even as an animated movie. So it's this story about the, uh, a child that is, that is threatened, that is menaced. Uh, his mother puts him in a, in a little basket on the river uh, he is adopted by this Egyptian, the daughter of the of the pharaoh, brought up as a prince, and only later on, when he grows up, he, he discovers that you know his family is not really his family, and that they're not as good as they pretend to be. They're actually keeping you know all these Israelites in in slavery, and so he becomes the savior. He stands up and you know begins the adventure and, 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 and delivering the people. So you've got the similar thing. Uh, a child, you don't know exactly what his true identity is, and, and he himself doesn't, doesn't realize who he really is and only discovers that later on. Um, well, Moses is kind of the prototype story for later stories as well. Even the story of Jesus kind of resembles this. The first years of the life of Jesus until he was a uh, you know like a young adult we don't don't know almost we don't know anything about it it's just hidden it's it's completely you know it's it's an untold story and it's only at one point that we start to kind of he start to reveal himself and at first people are like well this is just a son of a carpenter come on who does he think he is you know it's a very humble appearance and then Bit by bit, you discover the inner strength. And that is exactly what happens in the story of, uh, of Snow White. More and more, we discover um, her, her true beauty from, from within, uh, all her virtues. Um, and, 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 of course, the, this, this beauty, this, this goodness, this love that she has is immediately threatened by evil that tries to... Do, that tries to destroy what is good and tries to de- destroy um, Snow White, who em- embodies what what you know good moral choices, and mm-hmm. and so the story develops these two female characters in a very black and white way. It's just you know there's no doubt who is bad, who is evil, and who is good, um, and uh, I think that nowadays. If we look at that, we're like, well, it's a bit too much. It's it's really a fairy tale kind of distinction. Most people are not black or white, but are kind of in the middle. We we have got our our good side. We've also got our gray areas. But in this in this movie in this story, it's it's very clear. You've got and 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 it's even portrayed in kind of a stereotype. You know, it's like this. These are stereotypes of women in a way you've got the the evil queen and she is jealous 
She is vain. She's always looking at the mirror. You know, <laughs> she's she's kind of a witch. You know, she's she's all she's using spiritism to uh, kind of destroy her her rival. Um, there is chaos in her in her palace. She she goes down the dungeon talking about you know symbolism. It's just the the underworld that where all evil lurks. She uses deceit. She pretends to be someone else, and then she betrays the trust of Snow White. Uh, just like, you know, uh, well, let's say Judas, who one of Jesus' pupils, you know, disciples, betrays Jesus with a kiss. In this, in, in this story, um, the, the evil hag betrays the, the trust and even the care of Snow White with a gesture of love. You know, it's like, here, you've got a present. It's an apple. Um, and then, but it's a, it's a tool for for murder, um, and so that's that's a stereotype. The other stereotype or feminine stereotype is, of course, Snow White, and that's probably why nowadays you can't really enjoy the movie because it's so over the top. I mean, Snow White is just too perfect. She's the symbol of purity, uh, tidiness. She's cleaning. Right from the start, but she doesn't stop cleaning when she meets the dwarf. She, she, the first thing she she does is like, "Oh, this house is so dusty. Let's clean it up." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, she the the moment when she looks at the beds, you know, and she she's like, "Oh, this must be kids, and they probably have lost their parents." So she immediately steps into the role of a mother, cleaning up the house, cooking the food, you know, so the perfect traditional role model housekeeper cook always friendly always gentle never compl- complaining beautiful on the outside and beautiful within and yeah, you're like yeah right yeah I, and i think that's probably why i don't i don't appreciate the movie as much as i appreciate some of the other disney heroines is that i, I don't see her as a real person it's not you can't relate because it's she doesn't have any flaws and i think it's that a- that disney knew this and that is why the dwarves are there. The dwarves, that's us. The dwarves are the only characters in the movie. The prince, forget about the prince. You're like, good grief. Yuck. <laughs> but the dwarves, now we're talking. Actually, the dwarves are the the only real people in the movie. How ironic is that? Because they're grumpy, they're sleepy, they're lazy, they're they're funny, they you know. It's it's it, in a way I think that the dwarves uh, are the mirrors of of the audience and and we we recognize each other in those dwarves and of course caricatures of human flaws but that that's why they are so endearing because you know yes they are they are like like we are um, so uh, and and also there's a diversity it's not they're not like all the dwarves are not cookie cutter characters they have that diversity because we as an audience are very different from each other and so uh there's seven dwarves uh the, the seven the symbol of wholeness it, it it represents the fullness so in a way the seven dwarves that's humanity and snow white is kind of like a saint don't you think it's 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 kind of an idealized yeah yeah mother. you should all be like Snow White. I think that Snow White, in a way, is Snow White is to the animated movies what the Virgin Mary is to Catholics. You know, it's like that perfect 
I that, can, yeah, what you should strive, strive to, to be. be. Exactly. And then the the evil queen is like the, the satanic character. It's like the embodiment of evil. So we we don't mourn when she dies, when she's pushed off the we cliff. Cheer. We're just <laughs> like, yeah, all yeah, right. <laughs> or that was actually not enough punishment for this evil evil hag. So and and we don't feel sorry about that. And we can even show this movie to kids because it's so clear that this person is just pure evil that has to be destroyed. It's not about this poor lady who made some some wrong choices in her life. No, forget about it. This is just pure evil and has to be eradicated. <laughs> and the yeah. dwarves in a way are doing that, which too could be a symbol of you know it's our the human fight against evil and we want well, and to protect what is precious well even the apple itself is um symbolic as far as what you know what's poisonous you know in our lives and and you know she you know well, it's not yeah. like the evil queen walked into the house and like took snow white threw her to the ground and made her eat the apple she <laughs> ate you know it's- because she wanted to well, it's temptation. It's a symbol for, yeah. you know, she, she's lured into this. It's like, oh, taste is apple. And and then, of course, you know, you got to think back of that very ancient story of, the, of Adam and Eve, where there, too, it's a fruit. And by the way, the Bible doesn't say that it's an apple. That might have actually been, you know, influenced a from pomegranate from or something Disney. like that. <laughs> it might have been a potato. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's, it's a fruit from a tree. But that becomes the downfall. That becomes actually that introduces death and decay in 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 the world. But as just as in the biblical tradition, the apple, the, you know, the original cause of the fall, is not the end of the story. There is redemption. There is there is a new life that is possible. And that, that now we get to the core. I think of what this story is is ultimately about: this quest for true love that seems to be stopped by death. Well, that, that I think is, is in essence what our life here on earth is about. We all are made for love. That is what we long for. That is, that's ultimately the, our, our biggest need. Uh, it's to be loved and to love in return. However, we, we, we are, uh, our human condition is, is, is hampered by, or this, this quest for true love and eternal love in a way, that never ends is hampered by there's this this threshold there's death in in our world and we long to somehow transcend that and to be able to survive death and survive everything that that destroys love and so the story of snow white reflects that it's it's evil that tries to destroy life literally tempts snow white it's it's a symbol i think of sin that that destroys life but it's not the end of the story. There is salvation in the form of the prince who returns to save uh, Snow White by a kiss. You know, it's like the that is the first kiss, the first true love's kiss. And that is what awakens Snow White to a new morning. And even in the way that the, the animated movie tells this, I, I thought it was beautiful. Um, the dwarfs mourn for a, an entire year. You see the four seasons go by again. So it's like an eternity passes. It's like the she dies and life goes on a full year. Like our death seems to be, it's the end of our life here on earth. And, and history just evolves without us. But somehow there, there will be a new morning and it's introduced by love. And 
And that is exactly what you see in Snow White. The prince comes along, kisses her. Uh, by the way, he sees her uh, because she's in this crystal glass coffin, coffin, this glass yep. coffin that, that evokes kind of a, you know, a shrine. You see that sometimes in, in Italian churches where some of these saints have been, you know, placed in a shrine so people can can actually see the person, you know, and there are even stories of, of some saints that never knew decay, you know, it's like uh, if you go to, um, what's the city again? Where uh, Bernadette is... Uh, oh, uh, Lourdes, uh, right? Well, no. no, she's not in Lourdes. She's uh, some Where other French she? city. It just escapes me. Uh, I, I know. Anyway, I know what you're talking about. Uh, she's uh, she's in a glass coffin. She's Of course, they put a wax mask over her face. It's Nevers. Um, she, so they, they, they did preserve her face. But, but there are stories that when they uh, exhumed her, her body was incorrupt. And so she's, she's in that church and you can still see her. To me, the first time I saw that, I was like, "Wow, this this looks like that, that was a Snow White experience to me." So, um, so the the, the movie kind of takes this idea of a shrine, and then uh, of course you've got the you've got the new the new morning, and then um, they live. How how is the phrase the 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 tagline? They live forever. Happily, they li- happily, happily ever, ever after. Ever after so it, it it's the afterlife it's this this everlasting love this everlasting future um so this is this story is ultimately i think about uh, about beauty original beauty fall sin decay death and resurrection and salvation and so the the prince is is the savior is he's a kind of a messiah figure and unfortunately in the way the story is told we didn't we didn't get to know him that well but uh and and then the dwarfs must have been really sour at the end of the movie he's like gee thanks a lot you know taking away our princess who's gonna make our beds now <laughs> <laughs> so there is a there's something a little bit uh um abrupt to the ending <laughs> Well, you know, real life is a little more messy than that. So yes. we, we can't have real life, um, you know, for, for a movie. That's, that would take much longer to unwind. Absolutely. I think there is a lot more to say about uh, about the symbolism in uh, Snow White. But uh, we want to keep this show uh, in, in a... Well, we want to kind of observe a length of about an hour. So we've been going on and on and on about uh, about Snow White. We hope you appreciate this first episode. And, uh, well, as you know, there are many, many more Disney movies to talk about. And so uh, take a look at sqpn.com for, uh, for future episodes. You can also find this show on iTunes. And if you liked it, why not leave a review? That always helps to... Uh, make people aware of the existence of this show. You can also send us your feedback. We would love to hear what you think of our uh, of our shows, and uh, if you have any additional comments or questions or suggestions about movies that you want us to talk about in the in the future, you can send all that to uh, Disney at sqpn.com. So that would be Disney at sqpn.com, and. Um, just to be safe from a legal point of view, this series has nothing to do with the original Disney trademark, whatever it is. It is an educational series, right? So this is pure education. 
Right. <laughs> we don't want to step on any corporate toes here. <laughs> no harm, no harm. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, well, to be on the safe side, you should all go to Disney World. It's amazing. You should all go and buy the DVDs oh, yes. and the movies. <laughs> Yes, so you should all come to Central Florida because we need you here. Exactly. So, so yeah, come and come to Disney. Do you think we're safe now, from a legal um, point of view? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, if we see some corporate uh, person uh, walk up to our house disguised, you know, as an old man or an old woman, offering us fruits, don't fruits. We'll 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 not fall for it. <laughs> <laughs> Deb, thanks for uh, joining me today for The Secrets of Disney. I enjoyed it. And, uh, well, the next movie, we're going to keep that a secret. You'll have to find that out for yourself. So subscribe to our show. Thanks for listening. And see you next time. God bless. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.